Maryville University and Maryville Hockey present Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Caesars Entertainment. Nationwide or worldwide, there will always be a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Verizon Wireless, this is 5G built right. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Championship taste for lunch, dinner, or a pregame feast. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey. Big city lifestyle, small school feel, first-class hockey experience. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com for all of your hockey needs, on ice or in line. By OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning product gets the funk out of your equipment or office. By M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You, M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. By the University of Arizona. And by Summer Skates. Show off your team pride with shower shoes and koozies for the whole squad at icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Maryville University and Maryville University Hockey Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the icetimehockeysw.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right, welcome in hockey fans, anywhere that you may be joining us tonight, live on the Podbean app. As uh, we do every Wednesday night, we talk club hockey here. It's going to be a little bit different tonight because we're going to talk a little uh, AHL hockey too because Stephen and I have some things to uh, to talk about regarding that, and there's not a whole lot going on in the uh, world of ACHA hockey right now. But Stephen Marsh, how are you tonight? I'm doing well, Scott. Uh, I'm sure you miss Vegas already after you got to spend almost a week. <laughs> the last week, of course, we were together at the D Hotel. We had a great time. No, Paul had a great time, I'm sure, as he got had to stay an extra day because he had so much fun. But uh, but yeah, everything's going well. We what's happened since then? Well, we we had a little bit of snow in Las Vegas, as I think you did too in Arizona, and and uh, and winter has decided to finally hit us here. So that's what's happened since you were last here in Las Vegas. and But what hasn't changed is the status of the club teams, as you mentioned, and we're going to talk about that. Yeah, well, uh, first of all, let me tell you that it was a lot of fun in, in Vegas for Vegas week. Uh, our stay at the D was uh, was a lot of fun from Saturday night at Stadium Swim at Circa all the way through Wednesday night's Club Hockey Southwest Weekly Show where Stephen mentioned him and I were there along with Paul because Paul got stranded, if you will, his flight got delayed a day, so uh, he was able to join us. And we had a great guest. We had Darren Banks on with us, who uh, is uh, a celebrity in his own right in the Vegas uh, Vegas world. So all that was great. The weather was great while we were there. And like you said, Stephen, the snow did come in. And I, I kind of miss seeing that. I would like to see that up in the summer. It looked uh, like it was a, you know, a pretty decent amount. It was, yeah. Summerlin really got it. And I was going to say, you being from Minnesota, you're used to snow, uh, but I'm sure you, you like seeing the snow, but what you probably also like is that it goes away after about a day or so instead of when you're in Minnesota where you'd have to deal with it for like, what, two, three straight months of <laughs> of it, practically the whole winter. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I don't miss the fact that uh, uh, it, it stayed forever, it seemed like. Uh, typically in Minnesota, we'd get snow uh, Halloween weekend, and it would last until sometimes May. I remember you, when I graduated. Yeah, longer than Venice. longer than three months. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I would probably be nice there with the three months, but it's yeah. probably half the year. It seems like probably. Well, it, well, let me tell you this, Stephen. When I graduated okay. high school way back in 1980, there was still a snow pile in my backyard on June 7th. So uh, that <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that will tell you just how long it can stay. Um, Okay, so this is called Baki Southwest Weekly. You and I talked off the air about, gee, what's going on? Not a lot. Some teams trying to play. Sometimes definitely, Some teams definitely out. So let's go first and foremost into the teams that are definitely out in the Southwest. We know Arizona State is out. Uh, the university decided no club sports would participate this entire academic year. Uh, we know that UNLV is out. Their announcement was made last week that they will not play. Um we know that – did you say Colorado State this week is out? Correct, yeah. If, if folks listen to the WCHL podcast, which is available, and that's done by the commissioner, Chris Perry, who we've had on the show a few times, and he has a co-host on there, and they talk about uh, the latest in the league. And he mentioned on there that kind of where each team stood and mentioned that Colorado State uh, was a team that was probably not going to play, or I think they, they he said that they were definitely weren't going to play, which is um, – 
another team that we we didn't know ourselves that hadn't um, officially been. But and it sounds like probably Colorado, although they haven't officially announced either. Doesn't seem like they're going to be in a position to to play. So Utah, I think, is still trying, but that's going to be a challenge. So that really, yeah. So those are the teams that are out. So who's left, really? Right? Is that that's going to be your next question? Well, you got <laughs> University of Arizona. Yes. And you got Grand Canyon trying to uh, – they're practicing right now, so they're trying to get uh, get some games played. But, you know, when we had Nick Raboni on the other night, uh, last week in Vegas, uh, we had him on uh, Tuesday night for the College Hockey Southwest Weekly Show. Uh, Nick said it came down to the point of just this. They might have been able to play games in Vegas, but they weren't going to be able to go anywhere. And well, other teams weren't been able to come here with the exception of Minot. And he said when they looked at it all, they said, is it really worth it to get all ready to uh, maybe get beat up by Minot for two games and then call it a season? Right. And, and other factors, too, that we have to look at is the, would they have been able to have fans? Obviously, probably probably not, or at least not how they would like to. Like to. And so that they miss out on that. And then the other factor, too, that I – I think is, is worth mentioning is, is testing for, for COVID. And I'm sure just like other teams, and I think uh, this was something that was mentioned on the, the podcast with Chris Perry, that uh, that was going to be a part of it too, was, was the school was, was going to have to cover, I think a couple of the COVID tests that we're going to have to test it three times a week. Like I guess a lot of the, the athletes and the, and all, all the sports that are playing right now, I guess basketball or whatever, they would like to be tested three times a week, and I guess the school was going to pay for one of them, but they were going to have to come up with that. So that was going to be another expense that was probably going to be too costly for them. Plus, you'd have to worry about the, if, they were, if they could even be able to travel, that would have been another expense too. And what if that would have looked like with COVID protocols, which you had to have you know, extra hotel rooms because you couldn't put three or four in a room like they've maybe done in the past. And you know, what does it look like on a bus or if you know, go on the plane or whatever and, and those challenges and, and how do you manage meals and stuff if you try to – like what the NHL teams are trying to do, basically be in a bubble when they travel. You can't leave the hotel other than to go to the game and back to the hotel. You know, all the meals are at the hotel and everything, so it's it's different. And that's that's a little bit harder to accomplish at the at the ACHA level. So uh, some teams are trying to do that, and there's some teams that are playing, but the travel uh, of some of those teams is not that great. Uh, it's easy to travel, but um, so that's a challenge. And so I look at you know, look at Grand Canyon and U of A. They're still trying to play games, but at this point, who's Who's going to be able to play them? I mean, you, I think Utah may be still trying, but I, last we had heard from them when they were on the show was was restrictions of going out of Utah, which was sounds like was similar what's going to be this case with, with UNLV. So, yeah, I, I just don't I don't know. I mean, I, I wish I could be the optimist and say, you know, I think there's going to – the ACHA season still going forward. There's some teams that didn't play in the fall that have started playing in the spring. But, but for the teams that we cover and certainly most of the teams in the WCHL – they're really not able to to get going, and that's including Central Oklahoma and Missouri State. Although I think Missouri State did did start playing, but but yeah, just overall though, most of the teams aren't really in a position to play, and, and almost and we and I think you've discussed this before. It almost in, in some cases is is a be, is a benefit, not a benefit. Always there's a lot of not a so much benefit, but it, it may be a chance to prepare instead of trying to to navigate the the, the uncertain waters that COVID continues to bring. Especially for it might work at other levels, but for an ACHA program, it's a little bit tougher. Maybe it's best to try to prepare and and prepare for the fall, and then look for other ways to maybe keep yourself engaged. That's I think we're going to get to that in a minute with UNLV, but to look for other ways to maybe keep keep engaged and keep keep you relevant, as you like to say a lot of times, until you can actually be able to play a season and do it without the fear of COVID, and hopefully everything with the vaccine goes through. Everyone, we can start having normalcy return. Um, yeah, well, well, let me tell you, last night we had the privilege of having uh, Bronson Moron, who is the ACHA goaltender for Arizona State, but also this season has been bumped up or elevated to um, the emergency backup goaltender for the Arizona State Sun Devils NCAA team. And a couple of things that I found out uh, by talking to uh, Bronson last night was I asked him about the fact that they couldn't play ACHA, and he said, you know, at first, I was really upset that they canceled their season, but then he said, after I realized, and it had been around the guys from the NCAA level for a while, I realized that, man, it, it's going to be difficult because these guys get tested and their protocol is so difficult that uh, it, it's like, how could an ACHA program do it? 
So he saw the reality in that by being part of the NCAA team. And the same thing, he was on the road with them in the bubble. He talked about, like you just talked about, with the NHL teams. The bubble is uh, is set up. So uh, you, you stay with him inside the, the bubble, the hotel. And he was talking about the NCAA. I said, what did you do? He said, we ate a lot. Because <laughs> he said it seemed like it was like that's what we did. I uh, played video games and ate and then practiced and then went to a game and then came back and uh, same thing over and over again. So you start thinking about costs for ACHA hockey. It just isn't feasible, you know. And uh, uh, and then, of course, I, I relay it back to uh, Nick Raboni's conversation with us last week on, on uh, College Hockey Southwest Weekly on Tuesday night. And he said the same thing. He said it's like, you know, is it really worth it? And how many teams are going to end up in the end? Are they going to have a national tournament? Might you play games and uh, and then get to find out that the national tournament's canceled again? And now what have you done? So uh, I think, and I give a lot of credit to UNLV and ASU uh, and those schools for going like, you know what? We have to plan for next year and I hope that we're going to be in good shape for next year. And Stephen, as I mentioned to you out there, that's what really makes me nervous is uh, how are these teams and programs going to come through uh, a COVID year? Because really not getting any revenue, um, having to convince players to stick around, or like in Bronson Moore case, he's uh, uh, going to graduate in three years, so he's moving on to medical school. You know, he doesn't, uh, he's not going to come back and play another year. So that's uh, that's things you have to think about too. And when you're recruiting, doing stuff like that, I talked with Danny Roy today who is very busy recruiting and putting his team together. But again, he doesn't know what's going to happen. So, you know, it's up in the air. Yeah, it's up in the air. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, if you look at challenge, because not even if you, even if you're going through those protocols, you still have issues. I mean, we look at what's happened with the coaches staff with the golden Knights. They're in quarantine now. And, as a, after a positive test, so it it's not even even doing all these things. It's not putting you, you know, it's not a guarantee that you're not going to have something happen. So I, I just it's it's a little bit more manageable at the NHL. They probably have more resources, obviously, but it's really got it's tough at the ACHA level. And and there's and there's other factors too that that you don't really don't think about. I mean, there's there's there can be liability issues. I mean, you don't want to be responsible for getting somebody sick. I mean, we don't we, we know enough about the virus that, if for the most part, young people will be okay. But you know, what if something really happens? And, and you know, I mean, you assume risk, sure, but it's just uh, you know, it's still unpredictable. There's a variant of the virus that's now showing up, and 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 that's showing some stuff. So vaccine is going out, but it's it's been slow to this point. So they're trying to get that ramped up with with the folks in uh, DC, but it's, it's, there's still, you know, we're still just trying to um, stay, stay afloat during this time. And so I think it, as much as we would love to see UNLV be on the ice and these other teams, it, I think it's, it's probably maybe better for them that they're, that they don't, if, if they, they can find some other ways to stay engaged and, and which they're going to try to do. But I, I, you know, I mean, I, I just, it's unfortunate you feel bad for the players, yes, especially those that are about to graduate. You mentioned Bronson, Bronson Moore um, is, is close, and, and others for UNLV are, are graduated or they will be graduating, and, and they got to wonder if they want to even play another year. I mean, I, I don't, a lot of them probably – some won't, some will. But it's that's the tough part about it. But, but yeah, if you try to play and then, you know, and then it's just – it's it becomes a real he- extra headache that and, – and financially too, that's the big part of it is finances. And the ACHA program – some some have better support from the schools than others, but the finances still is is a big part of that. And if you can't bring peep fans to the game, if, if that's a, a, a revenue revenue stream for you for a team, and you can't have packed house, you can't have anybody at all, which is certainly still the case for for Nevada for the most part with the restrictions, then it's it makes it tough. So it, we would love to see it, but I'm not surprised that this is how it's played out. Uh, I feel bad to do for the players, um, especially those that are on the cusp of graduating or have graduated and they had, this was going to be the final year playing, but. Yeah. And you know what, Steven, uh, the same thing. I'm sorry. You, you cut out on me for a minute there. I thought you were done. <laughs> no, I am. <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, no problem. I, I, I just, uh, I was just going to throw in the, in regards to the virus too, is that it's so unpredictable. 
Uh, we've seen the spikes. We've seen the the, the low points earlier in the uh, or later in the summer, earlier in the fall, and we thought things might be getting better. Well, now uh, I just heard tonight in the news that they're talking about people that have gotten the first vaccine, but are maybe choosing not to get the second vaccine. And that could present a whole new problem because then you could end up with a vaccine resistant uh, virus uh, if they don't go through with both shots. So now you got now you got that thing to worry about down the road as well. So, you know what? Uh, I, I don't know what to say at this point. I, I, I lean as I did before uh, in the year and I said, maybe it's just better if you put everything on hold and start it up in the fall and, Try to do some things through the summer as you're allowed to, to stay relevant, stay engaged, like you said. Uh, maybe do some fundraisers, do some things like that, and prepare to have a really good 2021-2022 uh, season uh, instead of trying to you know, just satisfy a few games or whatever right now. Because at ACHA level, like you said, you could play a few games and, uh, and then have COVID hit you, and then you're not going to a national tournament even if you qualify. So... Um, it's better, I think, that we just uh, build for next year and try to be uh, as strong as possible when the season opened up next uh, September or this September, I should say. All right, let's take a quick break. Let's come back and, and let's dig into some AHL stuff because I know you've had a chance to see the Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, last week, I saw them a couple of days in their uh, debut training camp. I also want to talk about the, uh, the Roadrunners and the Eagles as well because the Roadrunners have a new head coach, somebody that I'm very familiar with. So uh, we'll, we'll do that in about three minutes. Looking for a big school college hockey experience in a small school setting? Then Maryville University could be for you. Playing in the brand new 2,000-seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the Saints enjoy a first-class athletic experience as the men compete against ACHA powers such as Lindenwood, Central Oklahoma, and Missouri State. This year, the D1 men's team will start their third season of competition, adding an ACHA D2 men's team as well as a new ACHA D1 women's team. All three teams will call this two-sheet, 84,000-square-foot arena home and give any player a varsity-level feel. Located in the suburbs of St. Louis, Maryville is the second fastest growing private university in the country and offers both a world-class education and a first-class athletic experience. For more, go to MaryvilleSaints.com. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs. I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S., Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. 
If you live in the Valley, you know that there are no shortage of options when it comes to eating Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste combined with a fair price and a relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos, which are served all day, to the combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. All right, we're back. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you as always from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, where he's just getting rid of some snow that they had up there. Just a little winter touch that uh, fell around the uh, the Las Vegas. I don't think it hit the strip this year, though, did it, Stephen? You know, I don't know. I, I it did get some. I there was a little bit of snow out by where I'm at, so that we're pretty low. It's a little bit it, overnight. I think maybe a little bit, but it, it went away pretty quickly. But if you look at the mountains across the Vegas, there, uh, especially up towards Red Rock, but but it, the mountains, you see the snow there now. I think it's starting to melt away, except for up in Mount Charleston, but. Uh, it, it's always a nice sight to see all that white up there because you don't see it every every day. But uh, yeah, we had a little bit of snow even down here, down low where I'm at. But it wasn't as much as Summerlin got. But um, you know, it's I remember a couple of big snowstorms we've had a couple of years ago. Actually, we had yeah. some snow roll through here. It was in the evening time too. And and then a 2008 is the one I remember. Uh, that was quite interesting. I mean, the, you could see everything was covered in in snow. So that that's always a a fun site again it's fun to see that because it's rare and then but it's also nice when it goes away after a day or two instead of being stuck in it for three or four months like a lot of people and, are and the runoff and the melt always helps uh the the water situation yes. in both and we Vegas need that too and that uh, and arizona because yeah. we uh we definitely feel that as well so okay so I said we'd talk a little bit of uh, ACHA hockey because there's not a lot going on, so we just want to keep it fresh in everybody's mind that it's still there and uh, still relevant, as my word of the of the 2021, I guess, is relevancy. Um, but we also had a chance to see some a- AHL hockey and, and the inaugural training camp of the Henderson Silver Knights. We're going to get to that in a minute. Uh, but first, we want to start with Tucson because in Tucson, they just hired – uh, their assistant coach, uh, Steve Potvin, a good friend of mine who's uh, going to take over the reins, who has taken over the reins of the uh, Tucson Roadrunners. And uh, congratulations to Steve, first of all. Uh, second of all is they got a win uh, in their second preseason game in Ontario against the Rain, and they're playing tonight. I haven't seen tonight's score, so I can't give you an update on that yet, but they were, uh, I think it was 2-1 Roadrunners after two. So... They're playing the San Jose Barracuda, who they will get very familiar with. So, uh, you know, good things are happening when you see the AHL starting, although there's a bunch of protocols, and, Stephen, you've seen it up close and personal as well. So um, with the Tucson Roadrunners, though, it's a, it's a veteran team that's coming back, if you can say that in the AHL, because they did win the Pacific Division last year. Um, as the season ended, they were percentage points ahead, and, and were uh, given the crown. Of course, there were no playoffs and anything advanced beyond that point, but um, they come back. They're going to be led by a goaltender, uh, the big Russian. Uh, Ivan Prostovev is uh, Prostovev is going to be the man in net for the most part. They've got uh, some other uh, very big goaltenders, right? They've got 6'2", 6'2", 6'1", 6'5", in Ivan. So, and, and Ivan, if you've never seen him uh, play, Stephen, he, he's – probably the most athletic goaltender at that size I have ever seen. Uh, he can do the splits and does them frequently in warm-ups. Um, he, he's just a, a freak of nature from Moscow, Russia. So we look forward to that. Your thoughts on the Tucson Roadrunners and uh, what you expect out of them uh, once the season gets started, of course, the abbreviated season. Well, I think it's it's going to be great. I haven't had really a chance to, to... – to really research or follow them uh, closely. Obviously, you, you do that more being based down there. I've been more focused on the Silver Knights, but I think it's just exciting that we're going to see uh, this season take place. You know, the AHL season schedule is 
going to be different than it normally is as well. With they're only going to play uh, teams within their division, and I guess they're only going to play uh, forty or fifty games. I guess. I mean, at least that's the Silver Knights. I guess every team is under that same boat, so it's not going to be a big a big schedule. And uh, but it's going to be uh, it's going to be exciting to see these uh, these teams play each other uh, pretty often. I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, as often as otherwise in a normal AHL season, you're you're still playing everybody and you're going around and playing the different teams but um, I think what's neat about where, where we're positioned is is the travel is going to be really not that bad I mean if, if you're Tucson I mean they, they've got Colorado they've got now they've got Henderson they've got the California team so those aren't too far away uh, Henderson they've got everything's like within a four hour five hour ride for the most part except you know Colorado's a little bit of a plane trip but uh, you know you play Bakersfield Stockton Ontario San Diego are all going to be in Cal- all in California, and then you've got Colorado and Tucson, and that's I think that's about it. So for this for the schedule, so I mean it's it's going to be the travel's not going to be that bad this year, which will be nice, and it'll be easier to navigate through COVID too, hopefully. Yeah, I totally agree on that, and uh, you led into the Henderson Silver Knights off of that uh, conversation, and as I mentioned in the earlier part of the show. Uh, last week, we were able to sneak out there and see a little bit of practice as they opened up in that beautiful new lifeguard arena. And uh, a couple things jumped out at me. And if you haven't seen uh, the little feature that uh, Paul Hornstein and myself did, um, that's up on the website and also on the YouTube channel at Icetime SW, go there and take a look because a couple of things that I like about Vegas, Stephen, and you know this because I've told you this at uh, nauseum over and over again, that uh, – Everything is first class, right? I mean, you walk in the Lifeguard Arena, you see the Golden Knights Arena, you see the Silver Knights Arena, you see the co-branding of both teams. You see um, everything has a logo or a brand somewhere on everything, and it just it just jumps out at you. Of course, the place is brand new, so you'd expect it to be nice, uh, but the facility that you and I have had a chance to tour and see it, uh, one of the things that they keep talking about in Henderson is uh, visibility leads to accountability. And I don't think that's been more prevalent in any organization than the Vegas Golden Knights and the Henderson Silver Knights. So tell us a little bit about what you've seen on the ice uh, from the Silver Knights, and then I'll give you my two cents worth as well. Well, you know, as, as you said, the first class, uh, it's it's so nice to see them out on the ice. You can tell – the energy there is is excited electric. They're they're excited to be out on the ice. Um, I was talk- We had a Zoom today with a couple of the players, and I I asked about how one how uh, excited were they to play games this weekend. In, in a you know, in addition, to, you know, instead of just playing in camp where you're just drills and drills and playing these scrimmages and and playing against yourselves, and 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 he said it was it was real nice, and they said that they're looking forward to this season. The start of this season probably more than uh, other seasons, just because for some of these guys it's been such a lot, a long time since they've been able to play because they're either they came from their seasons got cut short or or wherever, especially if in the, the American Hockey League where they eventually just canceled the season. So you know, for if they played last year in the American Hockey League as well, so it's it's been almost since I guess about March, I guess, and since they've been able to play a, a game. And so it, they're really looking forward to being able to get out there as you're now almost 11 months later to be able to play against another opponent is, is exciting and they can work on refining their, uh, their skills. You know, the Golden Knights, you know, you talk about the Silver Knights, but the Golden Knights, of course, just signed a, a Russian player themselves. They love to do this. You know, they, they'd love to, to, to dip into the Russian oh, pool Oh, yes, here. they do. <laughs> <laughs> and they just signed uh, Pavel Dorofeev. I hope I said that right. It sounds like I said that right to a, a contract, and he's going to be joining the Silver Knights. and And the media has been asking the, the Silver Knights uh, coach and what, about when they expect them to to arrive, and, and they don't know yet. Um, but they're excited to have him. He's somebody that's got a lot of skill. He's six feet, one hundred sixty three pounds. He's only twenty years old, and but uh, they, they love what he, they see in him. And of course, this is like I said, this is not the first time the Golden Knights have, have done this with, with a Russian player so we'll see what happens there uh the exciting thing with the silver knights recently was the coaches and i want to, I want to touch on this because this was a big development yesterday was and this is a benefit i, I know this is kind of maybe not when you 
when you're thinking you're going to bring an AHL team to the same city your 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 NHL club is, which some teams have done now, or at least in the same vicinity, uh, certainly you didn't think about the COVID situation, but it happened last night because here you have the Golden Knights coaches preparing for the game. They find out about 2 o'clock, I guess, that uh, one of the coaches tests positive, so then the whole coaching staff now is isolating as close contacts. So now what do you do? Well, Kelly McCrimmon, the general manager, steps in and co- coaches the team. Now he's coached before, so it's not not a, an unusual territory for him to, to jump in and be behind the bench of a, of a team. And he knows the players you know, just as well as anybody being the general manager. So he steps in there, but he needs some help. So who do you can call him? Well, this is where the perfect scenario arises. You've got the Silver Knights coaches, Dean Henderson. And so they give Manny Viveros and the assistant coach a call and say, hey, I think we're going to need you guys uh, to go down there. We're going to we're going to need your help behind the bench tonight because our coaches are in quarantine. So he <laughs> imagine, and he was asked about this today. He was just kind of like, like really, you know, when he when he talked to some of his his coaches staff, and so they ended up on the bench there behind the bench for the game last night for the Golden Knights, and so um, that's going to be an interesting s- scenario too because now you you've got that. But um, imagine that, you know, you you you've got your coaching staff for the Silver Knights who have not even played a game with their AHL team and the coaches already got to be behind the bench of the NHL club for a game. So that's, I mean, that's... Welcome, welcome to 2020, 2021, 2021, ex- exactly. But I mean, I mean, that's just... And if, as a result of that today, they watched the practice from above because they didn't want to be... Uh, as for, for, for protocol purposes, they, they're going to take a day or two, be away from the players physically. They did some, I guess, do some stuff virtually, but they watched today's practice from uh, above, uh, away from the players, not on the ice with them. And I think they're going to do that tomorrow because I think they anticipate that they might actually have to be behind the bench again tomorrow if, if all the coaches have to be out again for the Golden Knights. So, yeah, it's just been a it's been a strange well, – uh, go, go ahead. Uh, uh, no, I'm just saying that <laughs> – the whole thing was so strange because the, from what I understand anyway, the Vegas Golden Knights coaching staff was on the ice. The entire staff was on the ice with the players for morning skate. And then sometime between morning skate and a couple hours into the afternoon, uh, a positive test came back from one of them. We don't know who. So now they've been on the ice. So did they expose players? How could they not have? Right. Um, you got all these things going on, but all the players were tested. They came up negative. Um, they, like you said, they left the coaching staff because of close contacts and, uh, off the ice. But and, but and they closed the facility. And they closed the facility today for the Golden Knights. And I was yeah. I was wondering if the Silver Knights were still going to practice. They did, but the coaches that were with, behind the bench of the Golden Knights yesterday um, weren't on the ice, and they're going to be not around their players. Uh, you know, just out of precaution, they'll do stuff. Do video chat and virtually and stuff, but they they won't. They can maybe talk from above or something, but not be in the same on the same proximity with them. Uh, so that's yeah, and 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 right, and who that they suppose we're going to find out tomorrow if there's the game with the Golden Knights is still going to go forward. Uh, so it'll be you know, but it's it's an interesting time, and and but it just goes to show you the the benefit in this case of having your AHL club. And Kelly McCrimmon <laughs> was asked about that right. last night, like. Did you did did you intend when you brought the AHL club here to be, have that? And he said we didn't intend that to be the case, but boy, it was a godsend last night because what what if they didn't have the coaches right then? I mean, well, how would they have been able to? What he what would they have gone to, to use? But they had the Silver Knights coaches here in town, and they've been they know you know they're all working under the same system. They 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 the team was already prepared because the coach DeBoer had already prepared him for the and the coaches had already prepared him, so they just went and. And could provide feedback if need be, and and it's just uh, what a great benefit for for Manny Viveros and and his coach to just before they're getting ready to start their AHL season to be behind the NHL bench and be there right with Kelly McCrimmon to, to coach this te- coach the Golden Knights team last night, and, and they got it was a good game. I mean they were down and and you know they came back the Golden Knights and eventually lost in a shootout, so they're 0 and one in their coaching debut for the Golden Knights, but it's. Uh, yeah, it's, that was that was really interesting, and it put a lot more attention on just how important the, the Silver Knights are going to be this year as we navigate through COVID. I mean, they have a taxi squad, the Golden Knights do, which you know is going to cycle between the Silver Knights and stuff, and you know players that they'll switch around who's going to be on the taxi squad, who will be in the, the AHL t- team. And but this is going to be a season where, boy, you're very glad you have an AHL club that's right in the same vicinity, practically 30 minutes away, you know, from Summerlin where they're based out of 
or T-Mobile were the, on the strip there to, to Henderson, which is not a very long distance. So imagine if it was still in Chicago, that's a little bit more tricky. So, boy, this is a – I mean, of all the time for the Silver Knights to really start playing and be a team here in, in, in Las Vegas and be really a part of this organiz, organization, what better what, – we find out exactly how beneficial it was last night, <laughs> being able to get a call to the coaches and say, hey, we need you to be behind the bench to join me on the bench. And, and, and they were. They were there. And they might be there tomorrow night. We don't know yet if the game happens. Okay, so let me talk about a few of the players that caught my eye at uh, Henderson Silver Knights uh, training camp. Um, the first two are the goaltenders, Logan Thompson and Dylan Ferguson. And, and Stephen, uh, Paul and I both saw this right away about the same time. They, they have two different catching hands. Uh, Logan catches with one. I can't remember if he's right. I think he's right. And uh, Dylan catches with his left. So we talked about, Paul and I did anyway, about how much of an advantage that – excuse me, would be for the um, the Golden or the Henderson Silver Knight shooters to be able to work against goaltenders who catch with both hands. Uh, I, I think that's just a big thing. Have you noticed anything on that? Because I saw an awful lot of, of uh, Logan Thompson in front of me where I sat, so I didn't get as much look at this year so far at, uh, at uh, Dylan Ferguson, but, but I thought that was really an interesting point. Yeah, I think so, and and it's you know the goaltenders in that are in the organization are are great. I mean, you've got of course Flurry and, and Leonard who are are top notch at the Golden Knights level. You've got uh, Oscar Dansk who's gonna who's kind of the uh, the the taxi squad goalie for now, but uh, but I'm sure maybe he'll bounce around and be in the mix with the Silver Knights. But you've got right Logan Thompson and Dylan Ferguson, uh, the two that are in camp right now with the Silver Knights and. And they're all. And then don't also all... also forget about the kid in Omaha uh, in, in NCAA hockey. Isaiah Seville has been really really impressive for the Omaha Mavericks. Yeah, so I mean they they've got great goaltending uh, in the future ahead of them, and and it's uh, they look good. But they they want to you know goaltenders are are competitive people, and and even they did a little scrimmage today, of course after. Uh, than the practice, uh, which was ran by Patrick Brown, by the way, and the player said he did a really good job. So, congrats uh, to Patrick Brown, who kind of took the reins today and to, and to kind of lead lead practice today. So that was kind of kind of cool. That was another cool aspect about today and having the coaches, which I'm sure the original plan, but to, obviously they had to uh, out of precautions with the protocols and everything to, to not be on the ice with the players. And so the the, the players ran practice. Actually, the, the practice started a little bit earlier than they had had scheduled it, and. The coaches were able to watch from above, but the players got to got to run practice, and and Patrick Brown stepped up and did a great job, and and um, I think that just helps build the team chemistry and the team camaraderie. And uh, this is a group that uh, seems to be uh, excited; they're they're ready to to play. Of course, a lot of these some of these players were with the team last year in Chicago, and they're now here in Henderson, and I'm sure that's it's a great change for them. Uh, not that they didn't like Chicago, but they're here in Henderson. They're a doorstep away from the, the the Golden Knights and and are are more in, are more they feel like maybe they're closer to the to the organization than before, and and I think they want to I think they're going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. I mean we've seen how good the Chicago the the Chicago team, which is basically the same team, they made the Calder Cup Finals. Uh, I guess the season before we didn't have a Calder Cup champion this year, but the, the season before that they went all the way to the Calder Cup Finals. So this is a good this has got some good. Some good talent, and of course they always add to it every year with 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 draft. And, and you got Peyton Krebs out there who's just just skates very well. And you got Caden Korzak, and you got uh, you know Jake Bischoff who he's spent a couple of games up here at the Golden Knights. So uh, a lot of great talent out there. Goaltender certainly a part of that. Okay, the other guys that caught my eye, you mentioned one of them in uh, Peyton Krebs. I thought he was phenomenal. I thought he came in immediately with confidence and showed that he was ready to play as a professional hockey player. I also thought that Reed Duke, the original Vegas Golden Knight, the very first signee, um, maybe Patrick Brown will wear that C, but but boy, if he doesn't, Reed Duke's a guy I think it's going to wear it because he was very vocal. He was very Jonathan Marchessault-like. Uh, if you will, uh, getting his little jabs in at his teammates. Um, it, he was, a, 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 I thought, a big, big piece 
of what I saw the first couple of days. In addition, Paul Cotter, I thought it was uh, looking good. I thought Patrick Brown looked pretty good. I thought Lucas Elvinus is another kid to watch for. And and how can you not talk about Jack Dugan? Uh, he just is kind of blended right in. And I think as the season progresses, Stephen, uh, Jack Dugan is going to be one of those guys that jumps out at you as uh, a guy that's pretty solid. And, and I can't uh, leave this topic without talking about Jimmy Schultz, a captain at St. Cloud State in Minnesota and now uh, a very steady defenseman uh, for the uh, Henderson Silver Knights. And I would not be shocked to see at some point in time if he gets his opportunity again with the Golden Knights. Yeah, I mean, you you said it. I mean, there's, like I said, there's a lot of great, great talent. And and uh, I think, you know, the coach has been, Coach Viveros has been very pleased about how, how camp has been going and, and how uh, the players are doing and out there. And he actually said it was kind of nice to be able to watch from above uh, today to kind of see it from a different perspective. And, and uh, you know, it's watching from where I'm at up there at the position up there at the top of the, at the ice, at the rink there. And, and it's, you, you can see. Oh, it no, no, there. no, 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 not at the rink at lifeguard arena, silver Knights arena. <laughs> silver Knights ice yes. Rink. <laughs> silver Knights ice rink at lifeguard arena. Right. There you go. But yeah, it's, it's, it's really, uh, I, I think it's going to be a great team. I think, you know, the Golden Knights obviously have put a lot into their uh, building up uh, prospects and, and the organization, um, obviously, with, with the expansion draft started right from the beginning, building an NHL-caliber team, but also doing it through the draft as well and knowing that, you know, the future of the of the team. And and they've done that, and, and we've seen, seen success. You look at somebody like Zach Whitecliffe now with the Golden Knights, obviously spent some time before that with the with the AHL team at the time, Chicago, and and uh, he's earned a spot on the NHL roster. And I, I certainly think some of these guys that you see at the Silver Knights now are gonna get their opportunity. And maybe and maybe even more so this year with the COVID. I mean with the COVID, you just never know if, if some players go out, they got this taxi squad that they, they they carry around with them and and you know maybe somebody gets a gets an opportunity to to play that wouldn't normally get a chance because you might get some. I mean, hopefully this doesn't happen. But if you get some players that that get out because of of COVID, and you have to fill fill some spots. So, um, and also the cap thing too. You know, we we've some player. You know, have, they're having have, the Golden Knights have had to navigate the cap thing too, and and so that that's factored into some, some decisions early on about who who's on the main club, the taxi squad, and, and the AHL team. So maybe somebody gets a chance there because you need to save a few a few bucks uh, on the NHL side. So uh, you just never. You never know, but there's certainly some players that I think are going to end up on the, on the NHL team. Hopefully, the Golden Knights, but if if not, because you know some do get traded away to other organizations, we've seen it happen. It's not unusual. Then they'll be a good NHL player wherever they end up playing. We hope with with say with our Vegas-born family here, but if, but if not, then somewhere else. I mean, we've seen Nick Suzuki, who was a Golden Knights prospect, and now he's shining with the Montreal Canadiens. So, yeah. It, it can happen, and it probably will happen with some of these players, uh, Peyton Krebs and and uh, Korzak, as you mentioned, uh, the ones that you mentioned as well. And they're gonna they're gonna get an opportunity at some point. Totally agree. Okay, so we talked a little bit about the Roadrunner. We talked more about the Silver Knights because we've had a chance to see them. Uh, haven't seen much uh, or really heard much about the uh, the Colorado Eagles. I do know a couple of things about the Eagles, though. Is that uh, they have uh, a bit of a roster um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Logjam, because of the talent at the at the Avalanche level. Uh, so there's, there are really a lot of guys that, uh, that are going to be really solid uh, professional players that may not get their chance to get up to, to the, uh, the big NHL club because uh, the Avalanche are so deep and are so set in their uh, – in their lineup with with guys that are under really cap friendly contracts, so it's completely different than what you see in Tucson and what you see in in Henderson. But yet you got guys like uh, Sheldon Dries and, and Ryan Wagner and Mike Beccioni. Uh There's a number of players in, in Ty Tynan uh, that, uh, or I'm sorry, TJ Tynan, um that are that are really good hockey players. But 
if I was going to handicap this uh, this AHL in the West, Stephen, I would say I'm giving the lean to Henderson first, just based on what they have, and then I'm going to go with the Roadrunners, and then I'm going to go with the Eagles, which would not probably be the way I would say it would go in the NHL franchises. So I don't know if you've had a chance to look at any of the Eagles stuff uh, on their website at all, but um, is there anything there that you can interject with the with the Eagles that you think might be a difference maker for them? Yeah, Scott, I really haven't had a chance to really look at the roster. I'm looking at it now, but you know, I just it just goes to show you. I mean, we we know that how good Colorado Avalanche are, and we know how good the Vegas Golden Knights are, and we see that they have a good prospect pool as as well. And and you're right, I think this is a team that's going to be up there. Um, it'll be it'll be a fun little matchup. I'm actually looking now at the at the schedule. You know, they're gonna they're gonna play each other. Um, a few times this season as they are in the same division and and that's going to be fun and you know that the, the eagles uh like i said it's 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 a benefit to to again to have your team right there in, in colorado as well like the, the avalanche do uh with the eagles there being in in another part of colorado there but but within the same state so it's not that difficult to to get them if, if need be so that's uh that's a that's a factor too and i think that's why you're seeing more of these these teams, especially out west, because the, for a while the American Hockey League wasn't really out here west. It was all east based, and then and now it's dipped into Canada as well. But but there's not uh, not really that much teams. And a lot of these teams that we're seeing now out west used to be part of the the Double A League, the ECHL, like Bakersfield, Stockton, Ontario. You know, and then a few years ago they all just moved into the American Hockey League. Colorado Eagles was another team has made a couple of moves. They were in another league called the Central Hockey League, and then they moved into the the ECHL, because I remember when they used to come here and play the ECHL team here, the Wranglers, and and Colorado has a really good history in previous leagues that they were in, including the uh, the CHL where they won the championship quite a bit. And now that they're affiliated with the, the Avalanche, um, and that's a great organization in, in, in their right, um, it certainly gives the Eagles they're up there too as, as a, t- a t- team to contend with uh, this American Hockey League season. So. Um, so that ought to be a fun development to follow as well. Okay, let's take a quick break again, Stephen. Let's come back and let's break down the uh, the schedules. Uh, I know we, we've seen the Henderson and the uh, Colorado Eagles and the Tucson Roadrunner schedule. So let's talk about them. Let's, uh, let's see what's going on. And then you can tell us uh, about the uh, upcoming uh, preseason games or uh, exhibition games, I guess, that are going to be played at the Orleans coming up. So we'll be right back. Your Western Collegiate Hockey League champions, your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. We've all been there. We know what kind of gift to get someone, but sometimes it can be too hard to make sure that the gift is the right size or style. So we shrug our shoulders and try to think of something else. Well, if that person is the hockey player in your life, the answer is easy. A gift certificate or a gift card to Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Whether you go to any of our Three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com, our gift cards are the perfect solution. Sports equipment, especially hockey equipment, has to feel right to the user. And the Behind the Mask gift card allows you to show the player how much you care and lets them pick out what's right for them, whether we're talking about sticks, gloves, skates, or more. Pick one up today at any of our Behind the Mask locations in Gilbert, Peoria, or Scottsdale, or at BehindTheMask.com. When looking for a place to continue your education, think of the boxes that Maryville University checks off. Big City Access, Maryville is located in the St. Louis suburbs. Small school feel, Maryville's average class size is less than 15. Vibrant Campus, Maryville is the second fastest growing private university in the country. 
With over 3,000 undergrad students on campus and more than 10,000 online, Maryville University is able to provide a cutting-edge, robust learning experience for the 21st century. From the sciences to education to business and more, our undergrad and graduate programs promise an individualized, hands-on experience that is truly crafted for today's student. For more information on our campus life programs, admissions, or more, visit our website at maryville.edu. All right, we're back. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly presented by the Maryville University and the Maryville University Hockey Saints. Scott Strandy with you still in Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, still with me from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. And Stephen, we talked uh, a little bit about the uh, AHL teams in the last segment. Uh, now we've got a schedule to look at. You already alluded to the fact that it's a uh, very compact, very small, short schedule, if you will. Um, but when you look, let's start right with the Henderson Silver Knights. What's going on this weekend? Are there some exhibition games? And is anybody going to be able to go there? Do you know yet? I don't know that. Uh, answer the, the second part of that question. I don't believe that anybody's going to be allowed to, to attend in regards to fans. We'll see about media. But with regards to fans, I'm sure uh, they're not going to be able to town. Just like with the Golden Knights, nobody's really able to attend at the moment with those games until they deem it's, it's, it's safe to do so. So, But it'll be nice for the, the team to get out there on the ice. You're right. They do have two preseason games this weekend at the Orleans Arena against the San Jose Barracuda, who are kind of playing home, homeless right now anyway, the San Jose team, as they're bouncing around, as all teams in that area are not able to play in their uh, city right now. Uh, I believe they're doing a little bouncing around the state of Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> I believe so. And and I was looking at the, the Roadrunner schedule. They're going to play San Jose uh, at the in February, but or at the beginning of the season, actually. They're going to start the season against San Jose, as the visiting team, but in Tucson Arena. So they're going to be the, the visiting team uh, against those series with San Jose, but it's going to be at uh, at the uh, Tucson Arena. So, yeah, this, the, the Roadrunner or the uh, Barracuda are bouncing around. There's, right, the NHL, San Jose Sharks are bouncing. In fact, the Golden Knights have a couple of games against the Sharks next week that are going to be at Gila River Arena in Glendale, but they're going to play the, the Sharks. So, um, so that'll be kind of different. So I'm sure the school of Knights are not upset about the fact they don't have to go up to SAP Center in San Jose and play. They can go down to Tucson. It's a much easier trip. And it's, it's I don't know. And, and I'll tell you this. If you haven't noticed uh, anything on social media from this weekend, uh, it was the Vegas Golden Knights takeover for the seats that were available <laughs> exactly. in, uh, in Glendale. And, and they were all over Glendale as well. Uh, so hopefully everybody stayed safe on that, but uh, I'm sure they'll be down there to support them against those uh, much-hated uh, San Jose Sharks. So um, a couple <laughs> of things I want to highlight on there, Stephen, is uh, for our coverage anyway, uh, as you said, they're going to get started. Uh, the Henderson Silver Knights are on the uh, 6th with mm -hmm. the Ontario Reign. And then uh, a month later in March, uh, the 5th, 6th, and 8th of March, um, there's going to be some games played. I guess that's going to be in Colorado, though, against the Eagles. So that'll be a matchup we'll want to watch. And then we'll also want to watch the uh, the return trip later in March, the 24th, 26th, and 27th, when the Eagles come to play uh, uh, the Henderson Silver Knights. So that that's things I've already got circled on my calendar. And, of course, when the, uh, the Tucson Roadrunners come up there, uh, we'll want to see that as well. So uh, – it's going to be fun, I think. I just hope everybody can stay safe and they can all play the games. And and one thing to mention, too, it's a 40-game it's schedule for the Silver Knights. Uh, they're going to be 20 away and 20 at home. But one of those home games actually will be at T-Mobile Arena as they'll play the San Jose Barracuda on the 8th of May. That's a Saturday 1 o'clock game. And uh, the, the Golden Knights that night, I believe it's the end of their, their regular season, will play the St. Louis Blues that night. So it's going to be a doubleheader of hockey. And hopefully by May... There'll be some fan. Oh, we hope I may. We hope that some fans will be in the building for that, so they can get the double dip of the of the Silver Knights playing the San Jose Barracuda at T-Mobile Arena that afternoon, and then that evening, the Golden Knights will be hosting the St. Louis Blues. So that's the only difference there. The rest of the home games this season, as well as next season, will be at the Orleans Arena until the the facility, the arena that they're building in Henderson, which is where the old Henderson Pavilion used to be. This is different from Lifeguard Arena. Okay, we get all that straightened out. That's That will be finished in a couple of years or year and a half. So for this season, 
and the season upcoming in 2021, 2022 will be at the Orleans arena. And then they'll move and play all their games in Henderson. They'll practice in Henderson then they'll play in Henderson, but the Orleans gracious hosts for the silver Knights for these next two seasons. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, the opportunity to, uh, to at least uh, hear them or watch them on TV. I don't know what the situation is for, uh, for, um, and what's going to be, well, what's going to be great with the Henderson is they, I think they plan on airing a lot. They just hired their broadcaster, but I think the games are all going to be on the radio. Uh, they're going to be part of Lotus broadcasting, which is what the golden Knights games are on here. They're on the Fox sports radio here, uh, but the, the golden Knights or the silver Knights games will be on a, a AM station. I don't know the station off the top of my head, but it's part of that Lotus broadcasting cluster. So it'll be in the same group there. And then it's, a lot of the games are going to be on uh, my LV TV here in Vegas. So, Fans will be able to watch the games. I don't know how many of the games are going to be on, but with only 20 home games, maybe they're going to air all 20 home games on on the Sinclair stations here, my LVTV or the CW Vegas or maybe even KSNV. But um, So they're going to be involved in, in airing some games. So uh, that's what just goes to show you how big the hockey is because you don't get that in every in every AHL market where uh, oh, a, no. a, a, a affiliate or a station. I know I know. I, I think Tucson does get some of their games aired on, on TVs down there, but stations down there, but – but I, it's not a it's not a common occurrence uh, to have that kind of have that kind of attention for your AHL team where you'll air a lot of their games on 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 a, on a network where you can watch them. So you don't have to just subscribe to the AHL package. You'd have probably do that if you have watch the away games, but watch the the home games at least because we don't obviously especially with a season like this where we might not see fans in in, in the building for a period of time. Um, then at least to start with, then at least you'll have that as an option. So fans won't have to go and necessarily pay the AHL package uh, to get the games. They can watch it here locally on, on TV. So that'll be cool. Yeah, exactly. And, and just a quick touch on the Tucson Roadrunner schedule and, and their games against uh, the teams in, in our area is uh, in February, they will be the last uh, three days, four days of February. They were going to be traveling to Colorado to play the Eagles 24th, 25th, uh, 24th, 26th, and 27th. Um, and then, uh, the last day of March, 31st of March, they'll be uh, hosting the uh, Anderson Silver Knights for the, the 31st of March and the 2nd and 3rd of April. And uh, they will be in Henderson on the 15th, 17th, and 18th of April. And they will be back at the Eagles again um, to uh, close out uh, April on April 30th and uh See April thirtieth and uh, May first, I guess. So, yeah, some some interesting schedules. Uh, all these teams are going to get to know each other really well in this forty game schedule. So it's going to be a lot of fun to see uh, see hockey going again. And you know what? I I feel bad because this is a ACHA hockey that we normally talk at this time, but you know there just really is not much to talk about at the moment. And as soon as we've got something to uh, to converse about. We'll definitely get those guests on and talk about it. So, well, I don't want to mention that. Well, I want to mention yeah. the Colorado Eagles schedule too. Is they're going to play only thirty-eight games? So I guess it's not every team's going to play the same amount of games. What I'm reading here is the Colorado Eagles schedule is going to feature thirty-eight regular se- game regular season. Colorado playing nineteen games at home and nineteen games on the road. So they're going to play a couple games less than other teams, and they're going to play Texas, which is not in their division, a couple of games and a couple of games at home, and the other teams are just going to play divisional games, although I think Tucson is planning a, 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 a meeting with Texas uh, this season as yes. well. So, yes. so there, no, there's a couple of games that are outside their division, but the Silver Knights, all their games are going to be within their division. And But, yeah, I mean, so it's, I guess not every team is going to play an equal yeah. amount, so that's going to make it for interesting there you go. to figure out, figure out the how the playoff seating will work for that. I guess they'll have to do it by percentage of uh, wins or a winning percentage. But uh, so that's another thing to, to, to look at too. So Colorado Eagles will play 38 games. Now, some teams have already played a couple preseason games. Uh, Tucson and Ontario have already played a c- couple of preseason games. And, and Tucson's playing one tonight or played one tonight, started at five yeah. o'clock. So it's over now. I haven't seen who won. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it, 2020 and 2021 are going to be and, the, some years that will go down in history as the strangest ever. So, and we should mention this too. And we mentioned this too. Got? I know, I know we're late here, but I want to mention this too that the uh, Ontario Rain 
and are not going to play where they normally would play. That you know, as as I said, no fans are going to be able to go games in California. They just opened up their state really again, California. So obviously, no fans are going to be able to go to games for a while. So they're going to move their games to the Toyota Sports Center, which is where the, the Kings facility is based out of, and then the, the <laughs> San Diego team. So when we say San Diego, they're not really going down to San Diego this year. They're going to go to Irvine. That's the Ducks facility there. That's their affiliate of the Ducks. So they're going to actually just play there. Oh. So so that's even going to make the travel a little bit easier because now you're not going from Vegas to San Diego. Although it'd be nice to go to San Diego, but you know with COVID you don't want to go out and do anything. So you go to Irvine and just play there. So that's another thing too is some of these teams electing to to especially the California teams where they know they're probably not going to have fans for the majority. If, 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 if the situation changes, I would imagine that they would be able to to move those games back to their regular places. But for now, it makes it easier with the, working with the NHL teams. They can they can play and be based out of the, the facility there instead of having to worry about being in San Diego or in uh, or in Ontario instead of just being in L.A. or El Segundo, which is where the Kings place is, or down in Irvine, down in Orange County. So just another Very one well of those strange, strange things. With this, uh, I hear uh, you. This year. Okay, take it away, my friend, and we will say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers De Niro. Maryville University and Maryville Saints Hockey has presented Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. It's also brought to you by Verizon, the 5G and 5G ultra brand for business that America has been waiting for. Maryville University and Maryville Saints Hockey come to the greater St. Louis area and get a first-class education and a first-class hockey experience. Uh, Caesars Entertainment, wherever you're bound, there's bound to be a Caesars Resort across the U.S. or worldwide. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra-smooth, Arizona-owned. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes by OxyPow. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPow.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where it always seems like it takes you longer to decide what to eat than to actually eat it. By Summer Skates, doesn't matter what season, we still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. The University of Arizona by M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You, M-Drive in the Morning, Relax at night, our two-step system for energy, stamina, recovery. And by Behind the Mask, in the net, up the ice, or in line, serving the Arizona hockey community and beyond since 1994. Maryville University and Maryville Hockey's Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and are available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Just ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Maryville University and Maryville Hockey, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. And I want to mention this because I, I teased it earlier and we didn't get to it, uh, and this is our club show, so we want to – they are going to have an event on February 20th at the Yard – which actually you did it just did a what drives you. So that's a nice little tease for that, which people can see on the website. But uh, UNLV is going to be doing a, uh, um, a yard, are going to do a fun day with the program. Uh, more details will be released closer to the date, but uh, prepare for shooting lessons with some players, select merchandise to purchase and more. That's set for February 20th between 12 and 5 p.m. So uh, people can, can mark their calendars for that. And that's at the yard, which is a, well, you can learn more about it by watching Scott's uh, What Drives You on the website. How do you like that for a tease there, Scott? Yeah, that, that was really good. Jason Larickia. I got his name right. Jason Larickia. What a guy. Uh, gave us a, a great opportunity to look around the yard and, and see it. Uh, it's fantastic. It's close. It's centrally, centrally located, just uh, very close to the uh, rental car return center by uh, McCarran Airport. So uh, when you get over there, tell Jason that Ice Time Hockey Southwest sent you. Uh, take a look at uh, all of his uh, memorabilia on the wall, which I'm going to put up here. Uh, I meant to put it in the show. I didn't do that, so I'll put it up separately along with – he's got a great uh, parents' lounge where, kid, where the parents can be away from the kids and away from the noise of the uh, of the action for a little while and relax while the kids are out there. So a couple of things that, uh, that we'll tease as well. 
Uh, thank you, Stephen, for bringing it again tonight as always. Thanks for getting out there and covering the uh, Henderson Silver Knights sports as well. Hope you get to the uh, the weekend games, and then I hope to see you up there for a home game very, very soon. All right, folks, we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacebreakers De Niro, and I'll ask you to join us again Sunday night for uh, the Reaction Show, College Hockey Southwest Weekly, where we react to everything that happened in the world of NCAA hockey in the Southwest. Have a good night, everybody.